Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 77, the 23rd of May, 2008. James, we're back on the couch. Indeed we are, Ian. How's it going on your couch? Because I'm not on the same one. No, we're on a virtual couch today. Couch number 77. Indeedy. Seems so good. What's the bingo call for 77? Any ideas? I have no idea. Two striking snakes. 77. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway, let's uh, bang on with the the podcast. Um, We are talking about our standard sort of news bits and bobs, aren't we, to do with media and technology. We've got business, technology news, content delivery news, mobile news, gaming, and then certainly have some weird stuff for this week. Mm. It's... uh (laughs) <laughs> yep, it's an eclectic mix of news this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, sometimes it's kind of focused on one particular area and sometimes it's just kind of all over the shop. And uh, the latter is this one, one of these <laughs> kind of weeks. It's very much like that. Um, well, I guess starting with the the business bit, there's been one of these, um, been quite a well-reported survey out, um, which is talking about who's buying all the gizmos and gadgets in the US. Mm-hmm. And they've done some demographic and sort of geographic studies. And surprisingly, not everybody. It's basically a kind of who are the geeks survey. They've they've built it as the uh, Mm -hmm. super buyers survey, the key broadband segment buying consumer electronics products from Parks and Associates. Um, Basically, 67% of the the respondents had had actually bought more than two products in the last year. So this is like consumer electronics, gadgety type stuff. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. I think it must have been commissioned by the Consumer Electronics Association of America or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite an interesting survey and slightly more um, men than women but not a massive skew uh, right they were looking at all sorts of uh, different mixes and things there mm-hmm. so clearly I guess most of consumer electronics are, are probably bought in North America still yep. and I think it, there's probably some medical addiction status for it I would imagine <laughs> in some <laughs> well I guess what's interesting about the survey is it's saying that, that these particular buyers are kind of like um, uh, they, they influence lots of other people in, in a right. similar way to sort of viral marketing where they don't like put posts on MySpace but they Twitter uh, and they like kind that. of talk it up and, and there's a community of people that want to know about these gadgets mm-hmm. and they're the ones that get them first and then talk about them Right. So that's why they're they're influential because they uh, they get they them first use them. and then they yeah and they 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 say how great they are and and that right. in, you know, gets other people excited about them. Um, so if they like a particular gadget, then their influence is actually quite substantial. Even though all they've really done is just buy one and talk about it on the internet. So are these are the kind of the early adopters. Yeah, but more than just early them. adopters, early adopters mm-hmm. who like to talk about the particular products and what's good and what's bad about them. So they're bloggers and things like that. Yeah, indeed. And the, I think the interesting part is that we're seeing, um, you know, it used to be the case that advertising drove sales. And that's still the case, but now it's advertising drive sales, but also people that love their technology and want to talk about the features and the facts about it um, are also driving people uh, to buy things because they end up trusting these people more than they do the advertising. A bit like listeners to Feedback on the Couch podcast.com. Indeed. <laughs> we talk about it, they rush out and buy it. Well... Or maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but it's interesting. I mean, this is obviously a North American skewed survey, and they were doing, yes. you know, 
most people were on the uh, west coast so I guess that's skewed towards California mm-hmm. um, yeah, just interesting Afro-Caribbean and Hispanics were buying more than the um, single white male kind of stuff mm. yeah interesting um, anyway just it, worth a look uh, we'll put a link in the show notes uh, take Definitely. a look at that um, also on business news NVIDIA have uh, expanded what's all this about well, uh, I mean, it's not particularly big news, I don't think, other than the fact that it supports my particular uh, view of the world that uh, I think ray tracing is the is the future. Uh-huh. And uh, Nvidia has tell us a bit about what's you know ray tracing. What's all that about? Ray tracing is, uh, I guess, a more accurate technique for representing uh, graphics. So instead of uh, placing graphics uh, in in a picture. Uh, mm-hmm. It actually uses uh, a sort of virtual ray of light, as if in the same way that we view objects you know, through. Right, so it's kind of like a light. first principles drawing technique, as mm. opposed to. And so it gives you a much more accurate picture of something, a much more realistic, realistic? I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, the only trouble with ray tracing traditionally is that it's it's much much slower than than the uh, the current way of doing graphics in things like right. games. But I guess processing power is getting a lot faster, so it's mm. becoming more practical to do it in software, I suppose. Indeed. And this company, Rayscale, is it? Yeah, Rayscale, which uh, have... Um, I mean, they make ray tracing software. So having right. a graphics card manufacturer purchase a ray tracing software maker, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, now we're going to try and uh, get your ray tracing software but running it in hardware. So well, accelerating it to the point where you can actually do ray tracing in hardware, which means that the games would be like... It would be a real step change in terms of the realism of games that we have today. So it'll be kind of good hardware acceleration. I guess there's, there's been people now using the massive processing power on graphics cards to do regular computing. Um, but I yeah, suppose this is more... Things. So presumably this um, ray tracing in the past was done on the main, um, main CPU, CPU, not the yeah. GPU. So it's really looking at that. So hmm, interesting. We'll have to see what the the other guys in the uh, the graphics cards, uh, how they do a repost to this one. Um, technology news... Um, We've got a few bits of iPhone action going on here. One I picked up just today was, um, obviously it's a couple of weeks now before the iPhone version 2 is rumoured to be launching and rumours mm-hmm. abounding. And uh, there's a loose-lipped Aussie in uh, Telstra has uh, <laughs> spilled some beans on how he's saying that it'll, it could have, or he's, he says that by Christmas the iPhone will be uh, be able to download at 42 megabits per second which sounds pretty roasting to me. That's fantastic, isn't it? No wonder they've got this rumoured tab where you can switch off the 3G stuff on or off. <laughs> you could imagine that's going <laughs> to suck 22 the megabits out of for one second. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or the battery runs out, you know. <laughs> well, I love the comment, we know what is coming and we have seen the new device and it will be available on our network as soon as it is launched in the USA. Mm. I mean, everyone knows what that is, so... Uh, and then saying it's capable of 42 megabits by Christmas is like... Uh, that's that's a Christmas future. Fantastic performance. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's kind of if if those kind of um, what's this? This is called enhanced HSPA or HSPA Plus, evolution yes. or evolved or something like that. Um, that's pretty fast. Hmm. I mean, by that's three uh, G sort of. Um, I, I'd, I'd heard of um, HSDPA and there was HSUPA, which was more mm. bi-directional. Um, so this is super super duper that's amazing so um, well gotta get in that queue already forming at most Apple stores for the iPhone 2 eh 
Uh, yep, I think I might be there this time. I think uh, <laughs> finally, uh, it's it's the clincher. Nobody's talking price either, but um, yeah, no, that's the point. It might be like a thousand dollars. Everyone's going to go. No, I just have one. I must. I must sell my house. <laughs> um, okay. Also, you'd fished out some news on the Microsoft Media Room. Yeah, so I mean, Mini Room or you know, Microsoft Which is the TV rebranding or, of Microsoft TV, right? Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever they call their IPTV service these days. Uh, it's the first time we've seen set-top box applications, as in interactive applications, running on Microsoft's service. And this is a demo. Where, where did you get this uh, stuff from? Was it yeah, actually so running I mean, live, this, or was it a demo? No, this is a demo done for uh, one of the online blogs. Right. Um, and I mean clearly they've been I, I mean you never know quite with these things whether someone's been paid to write this stuff or you know within them given the information I mean they're fairly gushing about the quality of the video and all that sort of stuff which mm-hmm. is more to do with the operator's choice about whether you know whether they want to compress things and have more channels or whether it's better to have things less compressed and have fewer channels um, and they're saying the video quality is fantastic and channel change time is awesome uh, which is an odd thing for someone to say because uh, I mean from a consumer perspective you just expect channel change to be quick and uh, well I mean you say that I mean I've got the BT Vision service which I think they've kind of rebranded as being Media Room and they're not delivering any content via IPTV they're doing VOD but there's no notion of channel change there's no streaming on that is there no no streaming on the service Mm. and I think that's down to the infrastructure not having the the ability to do that but I mean I did having said that I did um, get some VOD I bought a couple of uh, um, video on demand music clips and it's like 29 pence for one movie or something one uh, video mm-hmm. and that you know that works pretty well I don't know, but that's my level of risk I'm not going to risk it for more than 29p <laughs> do you know? get to keep the clip or uh, no you're actually music clips you can 29 pence for one view and you've got five minutes to watch it in so you what? can't that's ridiculous yeah it literally is consu- it's like video jukebox you don't get to rent it um, so how long is a video clip? Like three or four minutes? Four minutes. I got, you know, one of the Duffy songs. Four minutes. So 10 minutes. So yeah. 10 video clips would be about 40 minutes. So maybe so 15 yeah. clips would be an hour. So you're paying what? I bought, I bought for pound eighty. I think I bought 10 songs, which I haven't actually listened to yet. I was oh, okay. just showing showing the boys. I'd had my inaugural, inaugural um, full house cinema experience at home in my home cinema. So the boys ran to watch the big football match, Chelsea versus Man U. Uh-huh. Uh, on, during the weekend, we had uh, so I just showed a few movies after the uh, intense action of <laughs> extra time penalties, sudden death. So we just chilled out with a bit of music at the end. We ate up the tinnies on the floor. Um, <laughs> nice work. But it, yeah, it was it did work, and I was kind of impressed a bit by that. But yeah, so this is way better than cable or satellite. Um, it remains to be seen. Indeed, um, and uh, I mean, the article quotes AT&T's U-verse service in the US or BT Vision in the UK. Clearly, the author has never seen BT Vision in the UK. No, well, it, I mean, it looks, what I've said, it, it looks good, but it's mm-hmm. not doing anything sort of extra. Uh, and I guess they'd have to download some kind of media player. Um, mm. I, I mean, I, I've heard whether they were using Silverlight or something in these boxes. I don't know. If, you know, what exactly is the environment that's being used to author these? Mm, these it's interesting um, because, uh, I mean, this is the first game. time we've seen these interactive applications and it's not, I mean, you're right, it's not clear whether it's using Silverlight, whether it's using HTML, HTML um, yeah. or what it is, but, uh, I mean, they look pretty nice, uh, but I don't think any, I'm not aware of any operators using Microsoft's 
IPTV service actually deploying interactive applications. I mean, this is the next step, really, for them because it's been enough mm. trouble get it, getting it working in the first place. Well, I mean, it's probably not MHEG, is it? I mean, there's MHEG in the UK because that's that's using. I think there's a you can press the red button whilst watching terrestrial services on Freeview. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, mean, I haven't tried it. MHEG. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So we shall see. Um, content stuff. Now there was this Google Zeitgeist event in uh, the UK. Um, mm-hmm held uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago and there was uh, one of the, the guests there was Ashley Highfield who was BBC's guy who started the iPlayer and now he's moving to uh, Kangaroo I think shortly yeah, right. so I guess this was his swan song and he gave out some stats on BBC iPlayer which mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know is the online viewing portal for uh, the BBC's domestic content in the UK you can't get it unless you use some GOIP stuff um, mm-hmm. outside the UK um, everyone's saying it's remarkably successful lots of views um, maybe it is maybe it isn't I don't know it's difficult to compare to real stuff but it's free well, um, in, in April as long as you pay your license fee yeah. in April I had 21 million views yeah I mean I must admit I watched a couple of things last night I think in fact so mm. there we go um, and maybe I contribute to the 10% of streams going to max 10% on max yeah, and three percent to iPhones and iPod touches, so <laughs> which That's is quite amazing. a significant chunk. Um, but maybe they're just the um, you know, the super consumers or the early adopters mm. who are doing this, or more. I mean, because it, it's weird, isn't it? Because Mac users tend to be seen as being less tech savvy. Yeah, because they always go on about uh, well, you go on about how easy it is to use and how wonderful the system is. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've got I've got a friend who is one of these Mac people, and you know. They, he tries the Windows PC and can't believe that it's that uh, he didn't switch years ago. <laughs> but uh, still, it's amazing that ten uh, percent—that's quite a significant figure. Because I guess that mm. I mean, I, I guess it means that uh, that Mac users are more media savvy uh, than uh, than the average. Well, potentially, but that's a bit weird, isn't it? Because we we identify that most of these internet streaming services are not available to Macs. So maybe mm. it's just the fact they haven't had a chance to use it. Maybe that's until so. I mean, now. Yeah, you're right. It is reduced. Yeah. 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 Um, but so I still anyway, think. Uh, I mean, iPlay is clearly successful in that. Uh, January started off with 360,000 requests a day, and and by April it's up to 700,000 requests a day. I mean, mm. any channel that's getting 700,000 viewers in a day is uh, is a very successful mm. uh, service. Yeah, I read another um, article of a blogger comparing BBC iPlayer to BitTorrent. Um, specifically for the Doctor Who stuff, because right. Doctor Who's got quite a cult showing. It's you know, quite a cult uh, show, mm-hmm. and in the US, they have to watch it via BitTorrent. Oh, right. They can't okay. get any other. Or certainly the new comments. So he basically, this guy was his visiting the UK mm-hmm. and was trying out um, BitTorrent versus iPlayer, and he did say that you know he get far better quality from BitTorrent. Um, yeah, really, that's interesting. Because I mean, the streaming quality you get on iPlayer isn't that great it's good no, enough no it's kind of like standard definition sort of yeah maybe sub VHS I guess yeah. um, but that's principally because most of the networks in the UK aren't up to delivering much more so hmm. um, you'd end up uh, slowing down quite a bit uh, we also got some feedback from uh, Andy one of our uh, listeners in the States about he sent us some screenshots of the um, uh, CBS's content that they allow you to stream in HD uh, mm-hmm. Interesting to see that and how they mixed in the pre-roll ads and um, 
they seem to do some dynamic scaling of the content there so they let you have as as good a quality as you can get mm. uh, and obviously fall you fall back from full hd um down to lower resolutions if it doesn't work so well interesting i mean interesting. i think it's still amazing that they're they're actually, they're actually so they're actually streaming hd content to pcs this is in california obviously so you know right, let's, okay. uh, keep it in in context here um yeah they are and hulu's been very successful as well um some mm. news just today about hulu um being you know, successful but i mean the measures of success are difficult to judge here you know? yeah that's <laughs> right have you actually used hulu I haven't, no, because obviously, again, GOIP based unless I pop up in oh, yeah, North true. America. Maybe um, something we can try at work because we have a point of presence in, in America, but then our firewall policy stops you watching video. So, <laughs> Well, Andy, <laughs> give it a go and uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah, how good is Hulu? Um, okay, um, what's next? So yeah. on to uh, mobile news. And uh, mm. I mean, all the mobile news is all going to be about the iPhone at the moment. And uh, Ars Technica have, in their usual inimitable style, collected all the uh, all the rumours together about all the different operators all over the planet. Right. And uh, I, I mean, I was interested in this not so much because um, uh, not so much that uh, I really want to know what's happening in Chile in terms of the iPhone, but just the that Peruvian. the the coverage is like quite considerable now. So by the end of the year, they'll have over thirty five operators worldwide that they'll be, or 30, sorry, thirty five countries worldwide that they'll be. Uh, distributing the iPhone in. So they're really going for a much more global launch this time instead of the last time where it was, you know, North America, uh, sorry, not even North America, just the US and not even Alaska, but just, you know, mainland US. Well, everywhere. I mean, I, I guess this is where they, they need to hit that 10 million target, don't they? That was the, what they said to the analysts. Yeah. They have to, they must be, they have to make hundreds of these, you know, millions and millions of these things. Um, Definitely. And what, what I mean, what I think is quite amazing about the iPhone in terms of the, you know, the, like the halo effect, uh, yeah. certainly uh, Macintosh sales are up, but you know, even even I'm sitting here now thinking, you know what, I'd really love to be able to dabble with making applications for the iPhone. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy a Mac because you can't actually develop <laughs> iPhone applications on a PC. You have to have Indeed. a Macintosh. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I must open up my, uh, continue working through my book on developing for a Mac. So mm, how's it going? I haven't got, uh, I might have another crack this weekend. I've got a bit of, a uh, bit of time. So, uh, <laughs> but I've got to get my video editing skills up to scratch first. But, um, yeah, I need to, to move forward on that. Cause you're right. I mean, that's, uh, but also for, for Apple to grow their market share, mm. when you look at the numbers, a number of PCs shipped per year is significantly less than the number of mobile phones. Uh, the obviously, I guess the MP3 market must be maturing. Mm. So, in order to keep the investors happy, they've got to really break strongly into a new segment. And phones would seem to be phones the or super, to do it. super browsers. Really, I mean, it becomes it's, the yeah. phone is almost like a well, it's and it's a phone as well. Um, but essentially, it's a it's a forty two megabit browser. Fantastic. Which is um, which really lends itself to. I guess movie rentals. It wouldn't surprise me if we see movie rentals coming out of the. Um, you've already got movie rentals on iTunes, being able to rent different formats specifically mm. for iPhone as well. Well, so, I mean that'd uh, be the thing, wouldn't it? I mean, in terms of short clips and stuff like yeah. that, you'd certainly be willing to hop on your iPhone, purchase something if it's easy, and watch it then and there mm. while you're on the train. Fantastic. Indeedy, or we'll get it pushed on there. We'll push email. Just have push media. That'll be far <laughs> That's better. right. So um, uh, on to gaming. Yes, I still haven't got my uh, Wii Fit. I think what's happened is they've launched Wii Fit now in North America. So presumably yes. Europe stocks have run out and 
you know, all all stocks currently diverted to North America. So, and uh, what a promotion too! They've had uh, We Fit trainers in New York leading people through the We Fit techniques. Right. And uh, I mean, it's just going to be a big seller. And I've been to the um, the Nintendo store actually in New York. It wasn't that big. But, uh, I didn't know they had a store. Yeah, yeah wow. they've got a store. Um, walking distance from the Apple store. But quite, uh, so they've been doing these training things. I mean, do they really need to do that? They're just not going to be able to chip enough of the accessories. I so. know, exactly. Uh, so, the, I mean, the, the results of the uh, last month in the console sales, uh, let me see. So from March, we went from 262,000 Xbox 360s has dropped to 188,000 Xbox 360s. Uh, PS3s down from 257 to 187k. So generally, the console number of consoles shipped has dropped, uh, but the Wii uh, number of consoles is mm-hmm. dropped as well from 721,000 units down to 714,000 units. <laughs> not I a mean, big drop. <laughs> it's not a big drop, and not and only seasonally. That. I mean, the others, I guess, are losing it because seasonally, it's not it's not the season to be buying games and stuff. But uh, true, but it's still the uh, season to be buying Wii's. Apparently, uh, pushed by. Mario Kart and uh, Wii Fit, obviously. Yeah. They just can't make enough of these things, can they? Amazing. <laughs> and I saw that um, Guitar Hero 4 has been announced as well, which is look, they're looking like uh, trying to come up with a sort of a garage band wannabe with a mini drum kit, guitar, and microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's they've announced that. I don't know when it's going to be coming out. Um, with the ability to record your own tracks and send them in and collaborate online, battle, battle of the bands, all this kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the Wii is still king. I haven't really fired mine up for a while. The Wii Wear was announced this week as well. Mm, so um, this is uh, downloadable uh, content. Yeah, which I guess is principally just... You know, I don't know how they, they're blessing that or whether they are blessing it or whether, whether anyone can just upload content. Yeah, I guess I mean, it's similar to the iTunes development kit, So presumably uh, anyone can build it, but uh, I don't know how they decide which ones to sell on the store. I'll have to have yeah. a look and check it out. Mm, I went to look yeah. for... Uh, I went even to the point of going online to get a copy of um, Mario Kart uh, this morning, and it's just not anywhere to be had. There are just no copies anywhere. Really? Amazing, all sold out. So I, heard, I mean, I've heard that it, it, it is pretty good, and having the wheel does make a difference. Is the other thing we've got some mm. reader, reader feedback as well, or listener feedback. Um, so that's uh, a bit of gaming action. I guess the, it could be. I think it's going to be a rainy weekend here in the UK, so it could be a good gaming weekend. We shall have a look. Definitely. Um, but I won't be going anywhere without my uh, sporting underpants. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about this? This is just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, crazy, but yeah, but just crazy. Um, <laughs> Philips, you know, Philips, the big in consumer electronics, mm-hmm. um, they've uh, invented some underpants that measure your blood pressure. Um, right. With blood pressure sensors in the waistband and... Uh, <laughs> I don't quite know why. <laughs> what are you going to do with blood pressure? I don't measurement. know if it's pressure specifically in your underpants or whether it's, uh, <laughs> whether it's blood pressure as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, these, and uh, yeah, and it's not exactly a Borat thong either. This looks like the ropiest pair of white fronts we've ever seen. <laughs> I can't um, imagine how comfortable they are. And how do you replace the batteries? Oh, I don't know. It's all, <laughs> it's all, yeah, can you wash them? What's going on? You know, you do they beep if your blood pressure goes too high or or glow or something? I don't know. The never wash uh, blood pressure <laughs> underpants. Um, Fantastic. Very good. So um, I certainly won't be buying a pair of those. Really? Sure. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Right, James, I think that's uh, I think that's all the news we've got going this week. Indeedy, indeedy. So if anyone does have any uh, news or views, uh, do let us know. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. And uh, with that, I guess it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Cheers, bye. <laughs>